The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors. Broadway Media, Exactware, The Salt Lake Tribune, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com and welcome to it. Thank you for downloading or listening to on your device our program. We want to thank all of the sponsors who help pay for this party. Dr. Volt's Comet Connection at 2043 East 3300 South opens seven days a week for you heathens. Holds are free, and for your hold, you get a 10% discount off purchases over $20. Also open seven days a week and open way late. The Atomic Arcade, 3939 Highland Drive, classic arcade video and pinball at classic prices. And Cabin Fever, downtown Salt Lake City on 700 East 600 South in the heart of Trolley Square Mall. All the gifts for yourself or the freak meek geek in your life. And remember to let all of our sponsors know who you are. Be sure to tell them, Geek Show says hey. Uh, let the trek bashing begin. Who would have ever thought that Shannon would be the grounded one? My boys actually swim a little bit too good. Oh. We've learned about grammar and plagiarism. I'm today. not a blueberry. Oh, yeah. Feel paralyzed. It's and it's biting leads to sex. Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> Fool me twice, shame on me. Do you have gills? Do you know anybody with gills? Kevin Costner. You contrarian son Kevin of a bitch. <laughs> We're back to this? We're back to this. Geekshowpodcast.com Oh, we're not in the basement. Oh, yeah. It's about as far away from the basement as we've ever been. There's so much light. (laughs) Well, yeah, first of all. It burns! There's very much light. It's very bright in here. And it's a lot of yellow to help regulate your mood. I like the yellow, though. My my office in my old house was this color yellow, and I I miss it. And I'm wondering, because, you know, I'm... We're in we're in Lee's restaurant. We're in Fresh Compassionate Eatery. Thanks thanks for coming. Because he's he's he was compassionate enough to let us <laughs> record here because yep. my basement is being tore up and we're rebuilding Geek Show Studios and I'm trying to decide what color to paint it in. Now here's here's the fun story. Because mm-hmm. I went to Qual Halls. That's the name of the place. Yeah. Qual Halls. Yeah, I've been there. And they do paint. Mm-hmm. And I was That's looking all they at, do. I was looking at the paint swatches. And uh, I had read uh, an article yet the day before that said, uh, for you know, Colors for Studio suggested, and they said, well, red's good because it keeps people's energy up. Yeah. And we all know. It also keeps aggression up. And we all, well, I didn't think about that. <laughs> but but I, I thought immediately about Tony because mm-hmm. we need his energy yeah. to be yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Better paint that red. Lots of red. So I looked at the red swatches. And, you know, they don't call things red anymore. No, they all have no. names and everything. Burgundy. Yeah. And, and, and I looked. Birth. I went, that's a nice... <laughs> That's a nice red. And the the name of the red? Uh-huh. Excelsior. Shut no. the fuck No shit. Okay, oh then. No shit. So the decision is made. You almost have to do that. It's exactly. Kismet. So I, I, but now I hear aggression, so I'm like, maybe just one wall instead well, of the whole it, thing. Well, it depends you know? on whether or not you buy into color theory. Yeah. You could so, have a, an accent Excelsior this, wall. This, if, if this, this, color, this color here is uh, fresh yellow mm-hmm. from Lowe's. And, uh, <laughs> it's so bright and yellow in here. I feel like I'm going to meet the true death. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of, I do kind of believe in that. I know I shouldn't, but that that no. color thing does work in green rooms. Yeah, it, it for yeah. some reason. Oh, it's soothing. And and yeah. the thing with the reason why we chose yellow is because it's it's bright and it's inviting. And we live in a state where four, five, or six months out of the year it's gray and overcast. Mm-hmm. And so right. we want it we want you to, to walk in the door and go. Well, before mm-hmm. global warming and the apocalypse came, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah but now. I want people to walk in and just feel invited and relaxed. So done. That's, that's why we went with blues and greens and yellows. Well, ah, thank I think you. you. I think you did a good job. Thank you so much. I think it's a great, Consi- great place. Considering considering what it was before we got it. What was it? 
it had been a uh, discount pizza chain. Oh, I remember and, that. Uh, uh, yeah. We had pipes hanging from the wall. We actually, uh, I guess when they got evicted, they, they splashed marinara all over the walls. Just and <laughs> and uh, there, was a, there was writing on the wall that said... Uh, I'll be something, back. Something along. No, no, they they couldn't. They had they had barred the back door. The sheriff's department had, so they had broken in through the front and they stole their walk-in cooler. Oh. And and but they couldn't steal it all. So there was a huge section of walk-in cooler hanging from the ceiling by the sprinkler pipe. Hilarious. And uh, then there was they had smashed one of the walls to get through to the door, and then they had written in uh, spray painted on the wall, "I'm not fucking kidding, Omar." Which is really, you know, and so I'm looking at it going, God, I'm glad my name's not Omar. This guy is not fucking kidding. Yeah, he's not fucking kidding. So, hey, is your name Omar? Because he's not fucking kidding. <laughs> One day some guy's going to walk in and just say, I'm Omar. Yeah, they're like, hey, guess what? Somebody's looking for you and he's, he's not pissed. fucking kidding. And apparently he can pick up a fucking walking cooler, so you better watch your ass, Omar. Watch it. I remember, friend, and, that's, and that's the name of the episode. Not kidding, Omar. Our, our, our friend uh, Jerry helped me. When because we had we had it like a ventilation shaft hanging from the ceiling. Oh, I remember and, it. Yeah. And uh, so he shows up with the he shows up with the section with a sawzall to help me with the section of freezer that's hanging from the ceiling. There's some uh, thin people here who would like to. Uh, yeah. Would you, do you want to go and talk to them? Oh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> okay. All right. So I mean, I love <laughs> them. I, want some kale. I love them dearly, but the sign says closed. So and and I'm, I mean it. So go away, skinny people. <laughs> come back on Monday. Kale. <laughs> You know, they vegans do come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> they do. They do. I yes. want something that's rich in soy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and I'm so excited. Yes. I mean, uh, there's, a, I have finally have something to counter all the CrossFit guys that come in and say, oh, I can't have any soy because it gives you man boobs. Gives you have what? You gives you man boobs. Oh, so oh, gives man, man boobs. Yeah, I get that's... this all the time from the CrossFit guys. Like, no. I, I don't want you to soy because I get man boobs. So we're going to just, I, I want something that's clean like your food, but can I just bring my own chicken? I'm like, no, it's a vegan <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> so <laughs> no. so I, I, don't, I don't want man boobs. Well, it turns out that there's no truth to that because we have entire uh, Pacific cultures that have been eating soy <laughs> intensively. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like you see Mr. Nakamura walking around with giant man tits. Yeah. I mean, maybe if that's what he wants. That's maybe, cool. maybe they're into that. Thing. Yeah, that's different reasons. But uh, maybe turns, it's the American soy. Turns out that uh, well, and, and there's truth to that <laughs> no, because the GMO them. soy is actually pretty bad stuff. Yeah, but uh, it turns out that soy uh, soy protein actually inhibits the uh, hormone. That causes male pattern baldness. Oh, I need to get some of that. <laughs> I've got plenty of that male pattern baldness. Oh, no, I have plenty of that. I need some of that soy. <laughs> I almost told. I almost told that joke. What joke? What about? What, is, what does a vegan CrossFit person talk about first? Oh, yeah, you would have. I actually would have. I would have teleported in and punched you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's meet the panel. Going around the table, we start here with Lee George Cade, whose place we are at. Good morning. Uh, the address? Uh, it's uh, where am I? It's one thirty-five East, thirteen hundred South, Suite two hundred one. Salt Lake City. I'm terrible with addresses, but I can point you the right direction. Oh, I know you can. I can get you there. Yeah, you can. You can it's grab right it. You can, you can grab a Denny's placemat and draw a map like the best of them. <laughs> I usually say it's across the street from the Sonic. <laughs> As he's in there eating a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so strange because he stands in front of Sonic and gives directions to all kinds of places. Hey. <laughs> that's, oh, how, that's how it's his whole like. Coach oh, no, it, yeah, Coachman's. It's well, a kitty corner. No, you give me a quarter, I'll tell you where. People, to go. I'll no, tell you where to go. His whole directional system <laughs> is based on that Sonic. Yeah. It's the weirdest. Fucking thing. That's uh, zero zero. So right the, now, how, do, how do you get to the station? It's Sonic. Get the station? It's, it's Sonic Mean Time. It's like that. It's you know. So, so you mean the Sonic and Holiday? No. What? There's no. there's a Sonic. No, what? No, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> Carrie only works okay, at the one so, on State Street. The one on Thirteenth. Here's how, here's how you, okay, this is how you get to Vegas. 
You start at the First Sonic on 13th and State. Then you go right, and it's there's the freeway. And, and, then, there's, and, then, and then you, you follow the signs that say Vegas. Yeah, right. so you just get off at Vegas. <laughs> you get off at Vegas. <laughs> what, what? I, don't, I don't know how you could be any clearer than that. Why do I picture Carrie just spinning a sign that just says to Vegas out yeah. in front of Sonic? <laughs> so, okay, wait a second. So you're going to Vegas. Are you coming uh, are You coming left? Are you coming northbound or southbound on, uh, on, on, on State Street? Oh, okay, you're going oh, southbound? Okay, okay. No. It's, it's a right and a left. Yeah, and then you're to Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. <laughs> Eight hours later, you're there. That was the last time I went to Vegas was with you guys last year. Yep. And before that, I hadn't been in years. Uh I I hadn't made Vegas my destination in a long time. We need to go back. We need to go back. Yeah, you know you're partying when you're giving fucking airplane rides to your buddies. That's right. (laughs) Two o'clock in the morning. That's right. And I just can't wait till we go back and, this, and the billboard said, Dr. Reefer welcomes Geek Show Podcast. <laughs> Actually, you know you're going to have a good time when you're, you're booking your hotel rooms for $30. <laughs> in, in the, the car. In the back of a minivan. Whoa. We all, we all have many duties here on the Geek Show Podcast. Lee is, of course, a spiritual advisor. Our travel advisor is Jimmy Morton. <laughs> yeah. So I turn now to you, sir. Hey. Uh, how are things coming with our trip to San Diego? <laughs> hey, hey, because uh, I because I can get us a van. That's not a problem. Vans, if you got the van, I got the I got the hostel. All right. So uh, wow, that sounds like one of the grossest things I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take a van down to a hostel with yeah. my buddies. If you got the van, I got the hostel. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I, I, I'm planning on going down, and I think you guys are good. I'm actually off uh, that week, so. Well, then, shit. Yeah. Nothing holding us back. Exactly. I may be running two businesses during that time, but I can do it from San Diego. Yeah? Yeah. That's technology. Well, no. It's just it's, it's multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So there you go. Oh, me. Yes. Hey. Jimmy Martin. Uh, he's, on, he's, on, he's on the television. Yeah. On the on the papers. He's on the papers. I'm on the podcasts. On the radios. <laughs> He's all over the place. You're on yeah. the YouTubes? He's on the interwebs. I am on the YouTubes. He's yeah. the prince of all media. Oh, wait. Yeah. I'm on the... We're all on the YouTubes. Yeah. Yeah. On the YouTubes. Uh, is, uh, our big movie mouth off. Watch that. We got, yes. a, got a new studio. It's kind of weird having that. So we're, we're tweaking it. We're trying to make it look better. And every week, we're kind of... Turning the booth around and whatnot, so it's good times. Uh, but like the have like you, the Facebook page. Have you tried Excelsior Red? <laughs> have you thought no, about we're, that? We're, we're we're looking at time of the month red. It's gonna be great. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> we we oh. we may be recording at uh, Big Movie Mouth Off Studios next week. We'll oh yeah, see. we'll see. All right, we'll see. I'm we have hoping, less kale. I'm hoping we're in the basement, but we'll see. I can always come out to the Badlands. Uh, no, <laughs> it's fine. I'm okay. <laughs> We're good. Uh, yeah, and then watch me on KUTV every Saturday and Sunday morning, two news this morning, uh, 7 to 8 a.m. If you don't want to wake up, just DVR the damn thing. Stay till the end of this episode. Yeah. Because uh, Jimmy went to the uh, Insurgent. Insurgent. It's, ins- it's Divergent Insurgent. Okay. Call it, the full title is The Divergent Series, colon Insurgent. Insurgent. Okay. Because so, it's the second <laughs> book in the Divergent series. Yes. So as a movie. So at the end of this episode we have Shailene Woodley yep. and Theo James. Theo James. You are you are interviewing? Yeah, yeah. He's both are, they're actually really <laughs> fun. She's she's a she's an earth girl. She doesn't shake hands, she hugs. And uh Oh, I thought you meant like she was an avatar earth girl. Yeah, she's an earthbender. She well earthbender. It's funny you mentioned that because I do ask her what's uh what movie are you embarrassed to admit that you love? Uh-huh. Hers is Avatar. Seriously. She said she's obsessed with it. Wow. Did she mean that Avatar or the other Avatar? She means James Cameron's Avatar. Oh, right. Oh, Not oh. The Last Airbender. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, okay. No, All no, right. she said... Because no. that would be really embarrassing. Yeah, that's only yeah. embarrassing. It's like, I, I, I like... My favorite movie is a movie that M. Sh- M. Night Shyamalan calls a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he directed it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, him and Theo James, who... Uh, Theo! That, 
he's a handsome guy. He's one of those guys just like, God damn it. I mean, and I, and I said it in the, I think we said it last week, but it always makes me laugh that there's actually a website devoted to his eyebrows. Wow. Because he's that handsome. That's some good mm. eyebrows. Yeah. So. Some good tweezing. <laughs> so he tune in. He probably waxes. Uh, Mr. B is here. <laughs> He promises not to put anything in your drink. I, well, maybe. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> I won't. Our, our lawyer has advised us. We, that uh, we had a question on the Facebook for you, specifically. About my shirt? No. <laughs> well, there was that. Is your shirt okay? But <laughs> Charlie was right. I should have pre-treated that motherfucker before I put in the goddamn shirt. Listen, listen to your wife, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they want to know how old the kids are at the set. Why? I don't know. Oh, is that something you're... That's comfortable, creepy. Comfortable uh, answering? It, yeah, it's kind of weird, huh? Don't do okay. it. Uh, let's see. They are ages. They're grade school age. None aged. of your fucking business. There you go. Grade uh, school. That's good. Grade school. Yeah. <laughs> They're grade school. <laughs> Made an interesting life choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, besides drinking all day, starting at 730 in the morning on that's uh, St. Patrick's Day parade day. Yeah, you know, I saw that on <laughs> Facebook. You had your corned beef in the oven and your first beer down, and it was before 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Yeah. Well, I was impressed. Charlie and I shared half a beer, and then we went back to bed. Ah, Not okay. together. <laughs> <laughs> all right, a little together. It's okay, uh, yeah. It's all right. There this was is, spooning. This, this Pull the, them apart and snuggle up. This is the 2000s, buddy. You can do what you want. One just, on top I, I of the sheets, one underneath as the long sheets. As, you're, as long as it's consenting, it's mm-hmm. okay. You Those the, aren't pillows. You got the sheet barrier. <laughs> I, I, I've decided to uh, work at the SEV part of the summer. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, training people and... Uh, Janitorial service? Yeah. A little bit extra... Yeah, I see. Well, this is normally the seven forty dollars an hour. Oh, really? Wow. Well, hell, yeah. I got to go work at the seven. Right? Is That's there any way that you could just do the summer and then take the rest <laughs> of the time <laughs> off? Well, no, but uh, so. so I have a master's degree in homeopathic wonder cures. Do you think I can uh, go work at the seven for the summer? Sure, probably. <laughs> You're qualified to be a substitute. I, I, oh yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my daughter was telling me about some of the t- substitutes that they get at her school, and she's like, it, and it's it's actually not much better than the uh, the guy that teaches the GED class on the unbeatable, uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a great show, by the way. A uh, great show. I learned from that from that show that when a gay black man reaches a certain stage past bear, he becomes a Huxtable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be watching that show at the end of April. Have you not seen the show? No, not yet. I, I recently. Signing up my Netflix when Daredevil oh, comes on. My, oh, okay. my my friend, that show yeah. is so damned funny. Yeah, we, we disconnected it a while ago because we had too many shows, and now that Daredevil's coming, I got to I Actually, there, there, there's probably 14 or 15 times in the first three episodes where I said, oh my God, Carrie would love that for a drop. Well, it's it's uh, little Tina Fey is behind that. It's yeah, t- yeah it's and, Tina Fey. Uh, I love my little Tina Fey. Ellie Kempler, who was the uh, the redhead receptionist from The Office. She's and funny. She's hysterically it. funny. And uh, I saw a meme today with her in it, and, and maybe from the show where it's some, it said something like, you know, nineteen ninety four called and they want the sweater back, and she yep. said like two yeah. two thousand ninety five called and said you died and you wasted your life. Yep, <laughs> that's from that show. <laughs> oh, and Carol Kane's her landlord. Ah, and she's she's mom. and she's beyond funny. Um, she's actually got some of the best. Like she walks, her 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 friend is uh, her friend is um, trying to film his his music video in this rich guy's house, and the daughter comes home, and they're not supposed to be there. So the first thing that Carol Kane <laughs> says is, "You're in the Matrix." <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm, funny. I'm trying to readjust. Every time people mention her, they say Gotham, yeah. but I always think License to Drive. You know who I always think of? Scrooged. I always think of Lot- oh, Scrooge, yeah. Scrooge. I, I always think of Latka's wife, and and then Lotka's second is Latka's yeah. wife. She's yeah. Latka's wife, and she's Mrs. Miracle Max. Did you know that's what I think of as Mrs. Miracle Max in Scrooge that she halted production for like a week 
because there's a scene where she grabs Bill Murray's lip and yanks it down, and she ripped his lip open. Oh! And so there was like they had to stop production for like a couple of days or a week or something like that because she ripped the shit out of his lip. But they used the take in it. She is so oh, funny. I'm gonna go back and look. Now. Yeah, she not, she grabs the hell out of it. And that's uh, that's also on the Netflix now. Yeah, which is go. which is worth. It's actually uh, held up fairly well. I've got so much TV. A little I Mary do. Lou Retton. I mean, I'm I'm purposely putting TV off so I can watch Daredevil. That's that's where yeah. I'm at. Uh, but uh, here is uh, our uh, designated driver and producer of the program. Hey, too tall, Tony. Yep. Well, qu- quad T. I keep triple T quad or quad T. I don't want to cheat you out of you that know, extra you T. Know, you know, it's okay. You know. You worked hard for that. I you did. did. I, you did. I said the N, the N word and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. You didn't cash in that. You didn't cash. You know. Inside. I think I'm just going to let that one slide. I'm you not know, even going to try. You willing to let said, that yep. go? He said. He said you. Uh, you had, had a, permission for 24 hours, yep. and I believe you opted out. I did. Oh, yep. are you kidding me? Did I you was... see the reports on the news about the guy on the highway? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> wasn't me. I got. Uh, a, I, was I, got just, a, I was just in Atlanta that day. It was weird. <laughs> I got uh, a Twitter at Quad T Tony. Yes, there it is. And uh, Jay will be here uh, eventually. Eventually, he's, he's running a little behind. He's he's uh, he's trying to find an iPhone so that he can get caught up with the Star Wars app, Star Wars trading card app. Well, we'll get to that. Nah, because oh, there's a lot of stuff to catch up on. I, yeah, I got we, a ton uh, of stuff to get to. You guys, how about we? Our host. Yeah, talk about oh, our host. What? Carrie oh. Jackson. Hi. Now speaking of the parade yesterday. Hey, Charlie showed up late. This is St. Patrick's yeah. Day Parade in Salt Lake City. And we, it's the third largest parade in the state. In the state or the country? In the state. So we're walking up, and we run into Carrie walking to his car. And we're like, shit, is the parade over? <laughs> and Carrie goes, yeah, parade's over. I'm not in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you said third largest parade in the state. In the I, state. I thought you meant the third largest St. Patrick's Day parade. No. In the state. Oh, I'm like, I was like, where no. the hell are the other third largest parade? <laughs> so what is it? I, let me guess. The first oh, one is the, the 24th of July. The first one's yeah. the Pioneer and that, Days. And then Gay, gay Pride. I mean. Yes, Gay Pride is yeah. the nice. second largest. And, and our Gay Pride parade is one of the largest in the nation. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Boom. So there you go. We All right. We don't mess around. In Charlie was in New Orleans last week. This is how fucking cool that place is. Mm. They have a practice St. Patrick's Day parade the week before the real St. Patrick's what? Day parade. <laughs> well, you know, Mardi Gras, that's not just one parade. No, no it's like there's, a week. There's like a week of them, right. and there's like four or five going at the same time. Yeah. I, used, I used to live there. Yeah, in and, different uh, places, we right? Used to, we used to get off school for it. Man. And I think, I think it was just because <laughs> the parents all were going to have hangovers. Wait, for like a whole week? Uh, we get like at least two or three days off. Wow. Oh. It was just to keep kids off the street so that the drivers what? didn't have that much to swerve around. You probably. probably you probably got like Wednesday through Friday off. Something right? like that. Fat Tuesday. And we always we, they'd always bring King's Cake. Nice. Like to, did you ever get the piece with the baby? I did. I almost choked on it. Nice. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's uh, get things started here. Like I said, I got a ton of stuff to get to. Uh, we'll start with uh, raise a glass to Terry Pratchett. Whoop. Yep. Did you guys see that he basically like live tweeted or somebody did? He basically live tweeted his fucking death. No, not no. surprised. I've got it. I've got the, the screenshot. Did, 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 do, do we know if it was assisted yet or not? I have because he's he's known for a while that he's for, well he's known he's known since I think 2010 that, well, that he that I he had oh seven actually yeah. he's diagnosed with PCA posterior he's, cortical atrophy a nasty form of Alzheimer's yes and, uh, and this is a guy who's you know a certifiable genius mm-hmm. and realizing that your brain's gonna go away from you yeah so um, he he was championing I know he was actually trying to change the laws in Britain that would allow for assisted suicide yep. so you, a death with dignity law kind of like Oregon yep. has. 
They so don't not, have that there, huh? No, I'm not sure if they do. So. Uh, or if they do, it's it's only under certain circumstances. So I believe that's he basically wanted to go while his facilities were still there. Huh. Yeah. And so with him dying, I mean, Alzheimer's, my, my great-grandpa died of Alzheimer's, and it took 12 years. Yeah. It wasn't, you, you got that? I've got it right here, yeah. Okay. So, And I don't know if it was him. It may have been may, because they talk about how he had someone there with him yeah. in yeah. the story. But. So it says the first one was at last... Sir Terry, we must walk together. That's obviously the character of death from all of his yeah. Discworld books. Oh. And um, then it says, Terry took death's arm and followed him through the doors and on to the black desert under the endless night. And then there was a link to a announcement of his death. And then it just says, the end. Wow. Cool. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. It made me cry. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, did you read any of the Discworld books? I read most of them. You read most of them? I love I those books. I think well over 30 of them. Mm-hmm. And the, but yeah. my favorite book of his, he wrote with Neil Gaiman. And it's Good, good, one good, omens. good Omens. And if yeah. Good Omens could be made into a movie, I will watch that movie I know many, many, it's, many times. It's been passed around from studio to studio. Yeah. And, and I, I just love the premise behind it is that the, some, some cultists break into a hospital and they think they stole the Antichrist and they actually uh, did not. They stole another kid. And so these parents think they've got their kid and they actually have the Antichrist and they raise him in a nice little suburban home and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he, he gets a hellhound halfway through the book. It's a little puppy. And it's good. one it's one of the few books without pictures that I have read. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> They're it's, actually uh, right now in uh, what the the, B, the BBC uh, radio stations? Yes, they're doing like a they yeah. did a radio a radio play, play of play. it. Well, they've yeah. done they've done a, a couple of movies. Uh, the Color of Magic with Tim Curry, which was not so great, but I think the Hogfather movie they did was fantastic. That Hogfather movie was fucking it's so awesome. good. And it's it's fun because um, you've you've got the guy playing death in that movie. Uh, it's it's going to slip my mind on it, so don't worry about it. But you know, great old British actor, and uh, kind of a fun look at what. Santa Claus is in Discworld. He's kind of a giant orc that rides a battle sled. <laughs> so. if you, yeah, if you have not read the Discworld books, they are they're fun. Really they're good. They're just great. smart and funny. Lots of good jokes. Lots of good jokes, and it's just so creative. Too. He's up there with uh, with a Neil Adams, I think. You know, oh, he, for sure. It's, if, the, you, like, if, yeah. if you like Neil Adams, sure. Well, you probably already know of Terry right. Pratchett. So. Are you talking about Ian Richardson? Yes. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. And you were thinking of Douglas Adams, I believe. Or Douglas Adams. Yeah. Who did Douglas I say? Did Neil. 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 Ah, okay. Neil Adams is Batman. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. No, Bruce Wayne is also, Batman. Also How very talented. How the fuck talented. is he the host of this show? I, exactly. Why am I... <laughs> you know, you're not the first to accuse me of being a fake geek. I, yeah. oh, fuck them. Speaking of books... Oh, see, that's why he, right there. This that's, that's so why he's in charge. He's so yeah, because he can steer the damn thing. I can't even reach the pedals. <laughs> well, this this includes uh, books with pictures in them as well, but mostly just books. Oh, you mean sequential art? Yes. Uh, it's the Star Wars. Did you hear about the Star Wars books? Yes. Um, there's going to be 20 Star Wars book prequels yes. to The Force Awakens. What? Between yes. now and December? I think most of them will hit between no now and December. Way. A good I, chunk of them. I don't. I don't think all of them will, but yeah, a chunk of them will. Yes. Uh, Lucasfilm and Del Rey have announced that between now, well, it says between now and the premiere of Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens, well, there will be twenty new Star Wars books published well, right there. Wait, well, so shit! I've never 20, 20, 20 prequel books before Force Awakens. That's just Jedi and Empire and well, <laughs> we've, we've, we've seen also, those already. Also, keep in mind they're counting they're counting the books that have already come out yeah. that are considered canon. So. Uh, uh, but that's not many. Yeah, it's like five. It's five of them, right? Yeah. And by um, the way, the Dark Lords of the Sith book is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think, think Escape from New York with Vader and uh, Palpatine playing the part of Snake Plissken. 
<laughs> a crash a crash star destroyer on a planet that realizes it has to go into radio silence to keep the Emperor and Darth Vader on the planet so they can hunt them down and kill them. Interesting. <laughs> and then the kill spree of those two on their way off the planet. Fun. Interesting. Oh yes. Kill sprees are fun. Yeah. Um yeah, so it says here that they the time set that they take place in is between Return of the Jedi and the new movie. Ah. Force Awakens. Uh they're not all novels. Thank goodness. So that's a lot. <laughs> it also includes things like YA titles, young adult titles, vehicle guides, and sticker books. Okay. Oh, okay, that makes more sense so now. Even, even like 10 of them could be vehicle guides. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. But of the fiction, it's all going to be canon now. Remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Del Rey says that there's a lot of clues to the new movies seated in the story. Uh, uh, considering the job they've been doing since Disney got the rights, I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. they... I haven't dropped the ball yet. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't it's, think so. Uh, the Darth Vader comic's phenomenal. Oh, it's uh, like, of the three, it's my favorite. Here's the thing: when they said a Darth Vader comic, I went, oh, "Come on, really? Yep. Yeah." But it's it's good. Yep. It's I, I got to stop by the comic book store because I even I even I even love that the first issue ends with the the great Skywalker pastime of mass murder on Tatooine. Huh. I I, and, uh, I only read the first one. Uh, the first Star Wars comic, and I need to go get the rest. Well, because Jason Aaron yeah, Jason is such Aaron's a phenomenal writer. Amazing. I mean, yeah. you're, you're hearing Han Solo's voice in your head when you're reading Han. And then the Princess Leia comic. Not too shabby. Also good, dealing with the fact that she still blames herself for mm-hmm. her planet being destroyed. And They've never dealt with that as far as I and know. And the first time in the new canon that they've had uh, other Alderanians, other yeah. survivors. Because, you know, hey, it's a galactic republic, right? They're yeah. all over the universe. Yeah, so she's not the only one. Lots of people were not on Alderaan. Any, anytime that Disney comes out with news like that, I just put my hands behind my head and lean back and say, go for it. Yeah, yep. do, do what you want. That's what you do um, with I'm, your hands. I, you have my trust now. <laughs> You've earned it. You guys, I have a theory about Disney. I think one day they're going to have all the money and then they just start passing it out to us. That's fine. Yes and no. But it's only good at, it's <laughs> only good at Disney resorts. Yeah, I think right? they're, they're going to share the money with Apple. Because, It'll be Apple and Disney. Yeah. Because Now remind me, I've got to get back to the story, but I, I, I received more word from our spies in Disneyland. And <coughs> they're, the suits are so cautious with their money. Mm-hmm. You'd think, now let's say you, the bunch of us, we're billionaires, all okay. right? And oh, we own, be so bad. And, and to make it worse, we own Star Wars, right? Oh, okay. I like where we're going with this. And, 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 well, you and just fa- described and, half of my fantasy scenarios. And, and fans <laughs> came to us and said, you know, you should build a Star Wars park. What would we do? I'd build yeah. a real Death Star in orbit. <laughs> we'd build right. a Star Wars park, right? I, no, no, fuck that. We'd build a real Death Star. We'd, we'd say, we have all the land that we need in Anaheim. We've got the opportunity to open a third gate, is what it's called. That's where the shuttles leave from. That's exactly. We would build Moss Eisley Spaceport, wouldn't yes, we? Yes, we would. Ooh. We'd do something like that. Um, and then real shuttles that go to our orbiting Death Star. We're not gojillionaires, Lee. Now here's, I'd, here's, also have a, I'd build a canteen in the park, too. Of course you would. Yeah, right? For 21 and older and no droids. Yeah, but the figure in Dan looks fake. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really playing. It's, it's really just the Mr. Lincoln robot. Yeah. They changed yeah. it a little. Uh, but... Uh, that's, I guess, why we're not billionaires is because, you know... We wouldn't be for very long. I know I'm not a billionaire <laughs> because every time a new Star Wars Stormtrooper figure yeah. comes out, I try to buy a hundred of them. That's why I don't have any money. <laughs> the, the billionaires in charge of Disneyland said, no, we're not going to do that. And I just cannot fathom why. Because it's such a worldwide phenomenon. Right. I mean, yes, it would be an expensive fucking undertaking. And yes, I understand you still kind of feel the burn over California Adventure, even though it finally did. But you fired that guy. You know, so. kick in. 
I understand you still feel that burn, but this is Star Wars we're talking right. about, okay? This is a no-brainer. <clears throat> and if, yeah. and if or you do, do their version of a Marvel park. Aren't I mean, they, I, I love the one in Orlando. That. Aren't they doing a, a lot of Tomorrowland they're, stuff? They're going to uh, take that uh, big pavilion in Tomorrowland, the big round building, you know, yeah. where Thor and Cap are Innovations. Now. Innovations, thank you. And one floor is going to be Star Wars meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Think about how a license to print money it is with the meet and greets because all you sure. have to do is pay an actor who's struggling mm-hmm. to wear C-3PO's costume. Or just have or, Anthony you know, Daniels do or it. Exactly. <laughs> for, for corn dogs. He's already, he's already working at the Tron thing. <laughs> he's already there. And, and you get a kid, you get a guy in a Darth Vader costume and, and you just sell plastic lightsabers all day. That's that's what you do. Well, considering and, and you're just making money left considering and right. Considering the know? job they've been doing, I don't know if you've seen the, the Jedi Academy thing they do. There. Oh yeah, it's, and, it's and fun. They... They do a pretty good job with it. I mean, as far as every kid that goes through that thing is concerned, they... Oh, yeah. I can't the tell you how many... The kids dig it. Yeah. They could have that little I, cantina booth, like photo op, man. where Harrison Ford's just on one side, and then you're on the other, you're and he just shoots other? you every time you yes. get in there. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I just want a new ride. I just want a Star Wars ride. Is you're going to get it, Carrie. I want a Star Wars ride. You're going to get it, because guess what? what? I'm a billionaire, and yes, I was just are. given the rights <laughs> to Star Wars. <laughs> anyway. I think you want something new, though, because, yeah, they do have Star Tours, but they had Star Tours before they even owned it. Yeah. So yeah. I want something for their creative team exactly to, to take over. And my spy tells me that they have a lot of great ideas. The the uh, the guys who uh, the Imagineers. It'll yeah. come. It'll uh, come. Yes, but I'm getting older all the time. Yeah, well that's fine because <clears throat> right. maybe that can be your. I heard maybe that can be your. I'm checking out thing. They'll give you, they'll give you your <laughs> shot. You'll get on the Star Tours or the new ride, and yeah. then and then you'll be dead at the end. I, yeah, there you go. I, I've heard I rumors that they're gonna. Is that like make a wish for old people? There you go. <laughs> Give a Toontown and, and like a an all natural overhaul. It really I, needs it. It it does need it, but it's so popular. Yeah, mm-hmm. Toontown is. But still, I was still popular. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, and it yeah. was. I was just there two years ago, and it was it was hugely popular. But it's. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. The chi- oh, the it, paint's chipping. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, the paint's chipping, and the, you know, as much as I love Roger Rabbit, it's time for a new ride. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. So back to the books. All right. No, books. These are books. Uh, Star Wars Aftermath, which sounds like an epilogue for the original trilogy, probably mm. takes place. Uh, a prequel to uh, Episode uh, uh, Seven, told told from well, I think this is needed. Told from uh, C three PO's point of view. So it's, it's very be, whiny. Well, he gave the be most a lot of uh, <laughs> whining and flailing of arms <laughs> and sound effects, slowing up. <laughs> well, and if we, if we talked about the the uh, the Star Wars six-part Star Wars Lego thing they're doing? No. Is that a... It's, it's a Lego series. <laughs> animated? Uh, animated Lego series uh, where all the Star Wars movies, episodes one through six, will be told from R2-D2 oh, and C-3PO's perspective. I read oh. about this, yeah. So, uh, Star Wars Ships of the Galaxy. Moving Target, a Princess Leia story. Uh, Princess Leia Returns. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, it takes place um, between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Oh, so that'll wash away Shadows of the Empire. The story follows the <laughs> princess as she leads a ragtag group of rebels on a dangerous mission against the against the Empire. Okay. So there's that. Uh, the Weapon of the Jedi about Luke Skywalker, which is uh, set between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. The story finds Luke, 3PO, and R2 stranded on a planet and explores Luke's first ever duel with a lightsaber. Oh, so... Uh, mm. Vader was not his first duel. Which is interesting, because they do cross sabers in issue one of Star Wars. Mm. But that wasn't really a duel so much as it was a, hi, I'm going to kick your ass and you're going to run away. It was looking at each other. Uh, Han's solo story called Smuggler's Run. 
It's Han and Chewie. Uh, let's see, set between Star Wars and Empire. Uh, the story follows uh, the two as they uh, fly the Millennium Falcon, and apparently that's it. <laughs> no, top secret mission is what. Top they're. secret mission. So it's uh, it's uh, Han Solo at Star's end, uh, and uh, Lost Stars, a fantasy by Claudia Gray. That's the young adult uh, uh, one. It takes place between Star Wars and for the rise, following the readers' experience. Uh, uh, it's oh, uh, are, are those those aren't characters from Rebels, are they? Or are these new characters? They look new. They look new. They're not names that I'm familiar with. Major uh, moments through the eyes of two childhood friends, Sina Ree and Thane Carell, who have grown up, become Imperial officer and a rebel pilot, now on opposite sides of the war. Mm. And they're star-crossed lovers. God damn, that'd be hard. It's Romy, Luke, and... I I know they're not. I know they're not. They're new because I don't have... Julia, Leia. Julia, Leia. Uh, it's uh, yeah. So you know, I would I would just have to say good luck to the to the guys who are in charge of keeping all this canon. Uh, I hope you're organized uh, as yeah. fuck because uh, <laughs> our, our, go our, get the Marvel guys. Our, no, our, our our buddy Brian knows who's in charge of canon for Lucasfilm right now, and he said that yeah, this this guy's got like a steel trap when it comes to that stuff. I he's hope got he a, does. He's got a team, a continuity team. Yeah, and they're working with all these writers, saying okay, here's you gave us your pitch. Here's the characters you can use. So, well, and, since and here's what you can't do with them. Yeah. Since we're on the subject of Star Wars, we'll close the first part of the show with, with your... And I'm worried about you. Don't worry about me. I'm worried about this addiction. Uh, no, I'd be more Uh-oh. worried about my reaction to Rogue One than, than, than well, the trading cards. And then there's that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know anything about Rogue One, so I'm not reporting um, anything about it, other than Rogue One is the name of uh, the spinoff movie, and that's oh, it. And oh, but they do have... A, they Felicity Jones. That, and then there's that. Fantastic actress. She's she's, uh, she's 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 a great actress. Uh, I have a new a new crack app on my phone. Um, it's only on the iDevices <coughs> now, but I'm sure it'll hit the Androids soon enough. So the first thing, the first couple of people I run into after I get Pat Shannon at his party mm-hmm. are uh, Egg and Jeremiah, Egg Fu and Jeremiah sitting on the porch. And that's the first thing they want to talk about. Is this this, is this app. stupid app? They're all completely hooked. So yeah, it's a Star Wars app from Tops. Remember the Tops trading cards mm-hmm. when we were kids? And Two we had, P's. Yeah, and so uh, it's a trading card app, and every day you get twenty five thousand credits that wow. you can use to buy trading cards. That's a lot of credits. Well, and the trading cards cost uh, anywhere from a thousand to five thousand a pack. Well, that's actually a decent amount of credits right. every day. And though. then you get you get completion. Don't you fall for this, Tony. You <laughs> I'm going to download it right now. <laughs> you get completion. You get completion credits for filling out your set. So if you get like uh, the the basic the white bordered cards, once you get a full set of the Imperials or the Separatists or the Rebels, you get some extra points so you can buy more cards. Um, and then like the other day I finished out the, uh, the, uh, you know, the deluxe card set. So I got 5,000 points for that. Now explain what the deluxe cards are. The deluxe cards are, they actually look almost exactly like the original trading cards did. Uh, mm-hmm. do you remember the, you probably remember this. Do you remember mm-hmm. the Wonder Bread set? Mm-hmm. I still have them. Right. So it looks an awful lot like the Wonder Bread set and there's 10 of them, yeah. uh, spread out throughout the, the six movies. So, and once you get those, they give you 5,000 points. So, you know, nothing big. But what's funny is uh, I realized while talking to a few friends of mine, we didn't have friends when we were kids collecting trading cards, so we didn't trade them. 
we weren't like the kids playing with trading uh, baseball cards right. and football cards. We didn't, really, you know, we're, we're the nerds again. The shit beat out of us all the time. Yeah. So I was quietly hoarding my shoeboxes full of Star Wars cards, which I still have. That's mm-hmm. before it was okay to be Pokemon kids. Ex- exactly. Remember. Exactly. So, you know, they, they come. Was, there was a time when being a geek was not a, a flag that you flew. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's kind of a flag you, <laughs> it's a flag you wore under your shirt as a cape. So I, yes. s- I snuck my Transformers to uh, middle school. Exactly. So you get, uh, you get. You, they start out in you know then scarcity really common the white borders and then the blue borders are are common and then the red borders are rare and then they have gold borders which I still don't even have but the best part is you can trade with friends online so I've been trading cards with you know with Egg and Jeremiah and and Brian and and we've been having a good time with this and the the cards are just kind of you know flying back and forth and and uh, I just worry. Because this is one of those gateway things. I just signed up for it. Oh, cool. See, I knew it. It's uh, I'm Citizen Cade. Okay. So if you want <laughs> I'll look for you right now. All right. So if you want to trade with uh, Citizen Cade, you can. Yeah. But I can go over here. See, I, cl- I click on this Moss Eisley Cantina right uh-huh. here, and it shows me, oh, I've got 21,000 credits for today, and I want to buy this Boba Fett pack for 5,000 credits. Okay. I'm going to buy it, and there he is, and here's my cards. So I got Poggle the Lesser, which <laughs> I, I didn't have yet. Uh, got Uncle Owen. I got hey. Lobot. Hey, got Lobot. good for what, you, Jimmy. What? I got. <laughs> hey, look, I got, I got baby Boba Fett. There oh, you go. Hey, we know where it's, he lives. It's, it's, hey, Daniel, yeah. I have his phone number. So, okay. so do I. I got a comment of Luke on Dagobah. I got it. Uh, That's a, a Vader. Vader asking for money. Yeah, Vader, Vader. Let me let me show you the way. That's actually right before he sings oh. that song from Aladdin. So I have um, to choose a class. I'm sorry. Huh? Yeah. So yeah. Well, low. Yeah. So that's that's basically, it. and and it's really. The funny part is, is I know some people that were freaking out because they're like, "Oh, Tops is just going to get money from me." The thing is, they give you credits every day anyway. You don't have yeah, to. Yeah, you get a pack if of you cards. Put money into this, please don't put money into this. I got this. torn far. That's what I'm saying. Is that you? There, there are a handful. You got of, a red torn far. Yeah, is that good? It's, that's an uncommon card. Oh, I also got hurt. Well, give it, I, give it to Lee. I want that. What class should I choose? What are you going to give, give me for it? <laughs> I'll, I'll trade okay. you other cards. Well, what are the classes? What are the classes? So they got. Uh, we'll help you like out here. Three or four different categories. All right. You got Galactic Empire, okay. and you got Bounty Hunter, Mechanic, Scout Trooper, Stormtrooper, Dark Jedi, Smuggler. I'm really pissed that Jimmy just got a red size noodles because uh, <laughs> I lost mine on the first day in a bad trade. So. And then you got Jesus. you got Galactic Republic, which is Bounty Hunter, Mechanic, Clone Trooper, Jedi, Spy, Merchant. You got Independent, which is Bounty Hunter, Mechanic, Rogue Jedi, Smuggler, Spy, Mercenary. Rebel Alliance, Bounty Hunter, Mechanic, Jedi Knight, Soldier, Where are you Smuggler, all these red Spy. Cards, Jimmy, because he's Jimmy. That's right, he's Separatist. Jimmy. <laughs> Separatist, Bounty Hunter, Mechanic, Battle Droid, Dark Jedi, Recon Droid, and Merchant. Uh, be something that no one else wants to be, like the like a mechanic, like a mechanic. Should be a Separatist Merchant. <laughs> be a Separatist Mechanic. Uh, but the hardest one to find so far, the set I haven't been able to figure out is the Episode Seven cards, and they're the, they're, they're literally the Episode Seven cards that J.J. Yeah. Abrams made. Yeah, and, and my article said that they will be coming. Oh, they're coming out in April, but they yeah. are. They they are very rare chase cards. Yeah. So whenever you get a pack, you have like a 1% chance to open one of these up. So I've got five of the eight. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. Is can Jimmy Martin make money on this by selling you the red size noodles? No, because eventually <laughs> I'll get it on my own. But I might offer him a trade of uh, two Blue Mon Mothmas and five Ant Brews. Oh, get five Ant Brews, Jimmy. <laughs> Yay! Well, it'll be three old Ant Brews and two young Ant Brews. I want nothing but old Ant Brews. Yeah. Right. Damn it! Did he get another one? He's it's just, because he's Jimmy Martin. I'm okay. telling you. I've been doing this for five days. I've got like 
I've got like 15 red cards, right? And Jimmy's just opening red card after red card after red card after um, red card. For those of you who who have uh, Android who have been trying to get this, it's not available yet. It, it should be coming eventually. iOS, right? So. If you want to trade me, I'm the Jimmy Martin on there. There you oh, go. I'm, I'm, I'm opening okay. my welcome pack. Well, the nice, the nice part All is... Right. Oh, and every Don't day. open your welcome pack in front of me. Here. Damn it! You got a red R2? <laughs> What's... What is a what is a black background mean? The, no, that's the white border, that's and so the okay. the white borders are really common. That's so okay. and then blue is common, Three, red is four, uncommon or five, rare. Six. I'm getting all white ones. This is it's because Jimmy's sure getting all the red oh, cards. You're not, you're not Jimmy I got, Martin. I got what's that one? That is that is one of the deluxe cards. Yeah, that's, I got that's a deluxe a Yoda. Get, so, so this whole Ooh. thing is based yeah. on collecting photos on your phone. I just want I just want to you know. Well, but here's the nice Keep thing it is real, you know. You know, going from an ecological perspective. Okay, there's I'm that. not I'm not cluttering the All I'm right. not cluttering the my shame closet full of shoeboxes full of trading it just, cards. It just, uh, I'm also collecting pictures on my phone. Yes. <laughs> do you have a deluxe card? Yeah, it's yeah. A, Do you want to okay. open open your you know packet? What? I'm done with you. I am so done with you. You got a red, uh, send red, all, a red send Padawan all your Obi-Wan. Nude selfies to 801 <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. I think you have opened more red cards than I have. <laughs> Was this your welcome pack, Jimmy? No, I, I'm just buying them. Yeah, he oh. pulled. Oh, he, you're just buying them? Okay. I mean, I mean, not money. With his just, credits. Oh, with his credits. credits. Right. He summed up. This, is, this is Jimmy. This. He pulled 15 red cards on it's his three exactly card introductory <laughs> pack. It's the medical droid. Red one. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm tired of you! <laughs> the Atomic Arcade at 3939 Highland Drive in Holiday. You've probably seen my high score there on the Star Trek Strategic Operations Simulator. That's KJJ or my initials. And you can play that game for free because you're a friend of the Geek Show on Sunday. The Star Trek Strategic Operations Simulator is free to play on Sunday. Thank you, Atomic Arcade. If you haven't been in, I, I pity you. You really need to go and check this place out. Classic arcade games, a lot of great memories in there. Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Asteroids, Centipede, Defender, Berserk, Star Castle. they got classic pinball in there as well. You don't have to hassle with those tickets. It's free admission. You just walk right in and start plunking your quarters in. And uh, the Atomic Arcade right across the street from a bar named Sue and downstairs from Cruiser's Bar. So, you know, get a few games in, blow off some steam on your lunch or work break, or, uh, you know, sort of nimble up your reflexes before you go home. Free admission, no hassle with tickets, classic games at classic prices. It's the Atomic Arcade, 3939 Highland Drive. Cabin Fever would like to take a moment to thank all of their customers for helping them get to 33 years. Hey, we've all grown up in the last 33 years, but Cabin Fever continues to strive for great memories, nostalgia, and a place where the old and new live happily together in flowery meadows and rainbow skies and rivers of chocolate where children dance and laugh and play with gumdrop smiles, to possibly quote Team America. Relive your youth with an array of nostalgic toys, including Wiggle Worm, the original Silly Putty, the Drinking Bird, I got mine there, Rattlesnake Eggs, and the Fish Fortune Teller. Couple that with a gag wall that resembles the old magic and joke stores of your youth. Doggy Doo, Blood Capsule, Squirt Toilet Seats, Spy Sunglasses, and the classic Cushion of Whoopi. Nostalgic Candy, they got Flix Chocolate Drops, I remember those. How about the old Chico Stick? Sky Bar, they got them. Three-foot-long Pixie Sticks, Pop Rocks, Fruit Stripe Gum, Candy Cigarettes, and more. All this in addition to the merchandise, Star Trek, Doctor Who, Star Wars, Movie Poster, Exploitation, Punk Metal, Gift Giving, Card Giving, Coffee Book Collecting Geek in Your Life. It's all at Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 600 South and 700 East. Stop by, say hi, and tell them Geek Show says hey. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection for the month of March. Oh, they got a lot of stuff planned for you. 
Be sure to go in Saturday, March 28th for the March Madness Sale. 20% off all back issues and more. A lot of great deals going on for the March Madness Sale. This month, they have a huge number of great books coming out. Uh, in the Marvel Star Wars line, Princess Leia finally gets her own miniseries. And also for Marvel, fan favorite and my personal favorite, making his triumphant return, Howard the Duck, in his own monthly title. Marvel is also releasing their brand new theme park ride tie-in. It's called Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Be sure to check that one out. For a blast from the past, there's comics coming for Gem and the Holograms and Miami Vice, oddly enough. (laughs) It's going to be a great month for comics. And of course, the beginning of the end of the Marvel Universe as you know it. What am I talking about? I think it would be best if you just went in and asked the helpful, informed folks at Dr. Volts about Secret Wars. Dr. Volts, the friendly comic book store in Salt Lake City. Open seven days a week, 2043 East, 3300 South. I'll see you next Wednesday. And if you're all about the digital, drvolts.com has your link to their Comixology store so you can give the doctor a little love. Dr. Volts. Hey, Geek Show, Lee here. I'd like to invite you to Frisch Compassion Eatery, my tasty little corner of Salt Lake City. At Frisch, we focus on plant-based cuisine, but that doesn't mean you're getting a sawdust platter with a side of dehydrated kale flakes for lunch. Our passion is full-flavored dishes like our signature Fancy Boy Wrap, eggless egg salad, and the all-new Full Whitaker Nachos. We have a lot of fantastic heart-healthy salads, soups, and entrees that will fill you up without emptying out your wallet. Also, check out our full-service vegan coffee bar and our pastry case full of incredible goodies from Cakewalk Vegan Bakery. And you never know, I just might have the latest scoop on your favorite geek stuff. That's Frisch Compassionate Eatery, 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201 in Salt Lake City. We're open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can also call ahead for takeout at 801-906-8277. Get all that info at frisheats.com. And thanks, Geek Show, for helping make Frisch such an awesome reality. All right, we're back. Jimmy's pulling more red cards. During the commercial. Oh, man. These guys, it's just... Okay, I was going to piss all over this because it's collecting pictures on your phone. Oh, I got a red mace window. Oh, but, damn it! <laughs> but because of this shit, I'm all for it. Oh, it's cool. It's you, guys are, you guys are having a great time. Oh, it's Friday night. We're at our friend Eddie's birthday party, mm-hmm. and Jeremiah Lupo and I sat in the corner for two hours trading cards, and we were having a fucking blast. <laughs> now, here's my question. Yeah. Because the real trading cards, I remember on the back, there was either a story... Mm-hmm. Or character. Here you go, son. Or, you know, like you were saying about this is a production assistant guy. Right. Uh, you know. Okay, so here's here's uh, Beru White Sun. Okay. We'll pull her up. Here's her so card. Uh, Tap it. Young Aunt Beru. Flip there's over. a story right on the back. And there's info. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, and this is, this is the stuff that nerds like us. Yeah. Damn it. Who's this obscure character? He's a B-Wing pilot. He's a B-Wing pilot. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's he's an A-Wing pilot. Arvel? I think he's the one that flew his A-Wing into the Super Star Destroyer. Arvel Kynide? Well, let's find out. Read read that, then. So, uh, during the Battle of Endor, Arvel Krenad... 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 Leads his A-Wing-filled green group squadron into a fleet of advancing star destroyers with the objective of disabling their ion cannons thereby allowing the alliance fleet through to darth vader's super star destroyer executor hmm cryonide spider is seriously damaged after a strafing run and sent into a spin making the most of an impossible situation he pilots his craft directly into the unshielded bridge of vader sending the executor onto a collision course with (laughs) With the death star Star. surface killing himself in the process and he quoted peewee herman as he died (laughs) i meant to do that (laughs) i meant to do that that. 
Uh, all right. The other, the other uh, one, one favor though, really quick for all of you people out there who are downloading this app. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's listening right now, we have a mission, and this mission you're going to find quite delightful. There is one card. Oh, you got a red Uncle red, Owen. A red Uncle That's all there is. There is one. There is one card that is harder to find than just about any, and it's the Dark Jedi in Episode Seven, the Rilo Ken. Okay, mm-hmm. Brian Young is losing his mind trying to find this card. I think he has every single card but Rilo Ken. And Are if you go in his face, huh? No, it's it's the picture. It's the J.J. Oh, Abrams so card. From, oh, okay. And uh, so if you go to Swankmotron, and that Swankmotron is SW four, Ankmotron. Um, it's funny, if you look at the feed, it's all Brian offering outrageous trades for Rilo Ken. So okay. any of you get Rilo Ken... <laughs> send it to one of these three. Oh, don't send it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Or send it to one of us. Yeah. Or and make so can, some crazed trades with Brian. No, send it to one of these three so they can make some crazed trades with Brian. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, seriously, he is he is so absolutely losing his mind trying to find this Rilo so Ken add, figure. add Citizen Cade, add Quad T. Quad T. And the Jimmy Martin, the Jimmy yeah. Martin. So I mean, right. it's 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 harmless, goofy fun. But I will tell you, the first time I got a rear Grand Moff Tarkin, I lost my mind. So if you if he was going for that 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 card mm-hmm. or whatnot, and because I'm looking at these packs on this Cantina uh, page, yeah, th- it doesn't matter which pack you're getting. Uh, the the that the reason why it's hard is that it's you have a one percent chance on the Boba Fett pack, which comes with fifteen cards. Yeah, you have a one percent chance of opening a Force Awakens card. And there are eight of those. Okay. So the Rilo Ken is the short packed figure, and or right. not figure, but it's but in that Boba Fett one. It's in that Boba. Fett. That's the only one to get it. Like if you go down to the Mace Windu pack, the Poe Dameron, the Ray on her speeder, and Finn. Mm-hmm. Those are really easy to get. So okay. I've got like six Poe Dameron cards. But all right, there we go. No gum though. No gum, no and gum that's well, you know. But uh, we know how the gum tastes. Yes. Thirty years later, I don't think you're missing. It holds much. up. <laughs> <laughs> you it's can, exactly the same. It's exactly, exactly the same. So you can be negative or positive about it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, just uh, got some uh, some other stuff we got to get to uh, in this episode. Uh, HBO um, and Game of Thrones. If you pick up uh, Entertainment Weekly this week, there's a. I think it's easily a dozen pages on uh, Game of Thrones. And the one thing that I found in there that was interesting that I thought was, first of all, uh, the head of HBO uh, said, uh, you're not going to get a movie in mm. theaters mm. because that would be a ripoff Good. to people who subscribe. Wait, yeah. this is the guy who, uh, they're doing an Entourage movie. Okay, but this is another guy, I guess. Or, or, he, or, he, or he forgot. <laughs> or he's the guy in charge of the Game know. of Thrones programming. Yeah. Could be, could be. Yeah. Um, but he does say that he would like to have... Okay, so the guys behind Game of Thrones, the creators of the show, have said seven seasons. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all we want to do. Aren't we, we going that's into a season good arch. five? Yeah, he said we're just seven seasons. So they've stretched two of the books out into four seasons. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, here it is. Uh, Michael Lombardo, who is the programming president. Oh, yeah, I guess he doesn't care about ripping, ripping off fans of Entourage. Uh, said he'd prefer a ten-season run for the show. That uh, makes more sense. Uh, he says, we'll have an honest conversation that explores all possible avenues. If they weren't comfortable going beyond seven seasons, I trust them implicitly and trust that that's the right decision, as horrifying as that is to me. <laughs> yeah. He says, what I'm not going to do is have a show continue past where the creators believe that they feel they finished the story. But I'd like to, to uh, have you take a look at this large pile of money behind me <laughs> and uh, reconsider 
uh, the seven season rule. If you also don't mind. just the yeah. fact that they're only halfway through what's going to be these seven books. Yeah. So yeah. you can't do seven seasons out of seven books when you split two of those books up into two seasons each. That's yeah. true. I'm so willing to bet that it'll. <clears throat> they're going to collapse and condense the the last yeah. couple of se- the last couple of books, maybe. But I mean, I would, George R. R. Martin is yeah. going to die before any of these are done. I would so. hate to see them rush, though. Because I would too. Well, it, and the, the also because the, the pace that they're telling the story right now, I think it's terrific. But it's it's good, and it's 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 actually almost the antithesis of, yeah. mo- of movie pacing. I was going to say, but that's also having not read any of the books. Right. I'm, I'm great with the pace that it's at. I think the, the, the biggest problem they're going to come into, I think there's two books left in the series that aren't written yet, and Martin was supposed to finish the sixth book this year. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be out in 2015. Said, fuck you, like, I'm not going to do I'm, it. I'm not done. I'm, I'm too busy yeah. being creepy. <laughs> but um, I don't want... Tends, I don't want them to finish the show before they finish the movie because they already or the books because they already know the ending and I don't yeah. want to see that. I don't want to see the ending before I read it. Mm. So, mm. all right, uh, let's see. So there's the Game of Thrones stuff. Ghostbusters cinematic universe. Cool people, your shit. People have asked me to explain this to them. Cool your shit. And I'll be honest with you. There's one aspect of it I don't get, but here it is. Okay, studio has put together a new production company called Ghost Corpse, Core, headed by. Ivan Reitman, and Dan Aykroyd. Okay. They will oversee the expansion of the movie franchise, just not just into a cinematic universe, but also television and merchandising. Okay? First order of business will be to develop their new male-oriented Ghostbusters that will be released after the Paul Feig female one. Uh, which which will be uh, released on the twenty second uh, of July in twenty sixteen. Did we talk about the all male one yet? Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, Joe and Anthony Russo, Winter Soldier directors, mm-hmm. uh, who signed a first deal with Sony last week or a week and a half ago, are being tapped to produce and direct that new movie. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the male one. I'm the sorry, male I'm, one, I'm yeah. getting. I'm, it's confusing. And There's that's a the, lot. That's the problem that I have here. Uh, Drew Pierce, who penned Iron Man three will write the script. Channing Tatum is allegedly a favorite of Sony to be in it. Um, uh, also, uh, they got the producers there, so that's there's that male movie. Now, Reitman will also produce the new movie. He said, we want to expand the Ghostbusters universe in a way that will include different films, TV shows, merchandise, all the things that are part of modern filmed entertainment. This is a branded entertainment, a scary supernatural premise mixed with comedy. Paul Feig's film will be the first version of that. Shooting in June, coming out in July 2016. He's got four of the funniest women in the world, and there will be other surprises to come. The second film has a wonderful idea that builds on that. Drew will start writing and hope to be ready for the Russo brothers' next window. But that's how it goes on. So, it just seems to me like if this is what you've got, because this is huge. This Ghost Corp thing is huge. Yeah. Because it's not just a movie. No. It's everything. They could have a TV show that ties it all together, and it just well, seems like what Marvel's doing. Right. It, it just seems like a strange move to and kind of undermines what Paul Feig is doing. It, I uh, hope you know? my, my hope is that this was the plan the whole time. I I can't tell. I get I, the feeling I, it's not. I but. hope it's not backpedaling from doing an all female cast and then I, I hearing nothing but the world bitch. I'm actually going to go the other direction on that. I because I, yeah, we heard the world bitch. But we also had a, heard a lot of people get really stoked about the all female cast and and the uh, the goodwill that bridesmaids brought. I mean, <laughs> we know we know that we know the guy can deliver and we know this cast can deliver. Mm-hmm. So I know most of them can. Right, but I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying Melissa McCarthy could probably carry 60% of that movie on her own. She's funnier well, than I'd hell. Well, I'd put a wig of 
in front of her. And exactly. Yeah. She can carry the other 90%. Yeah. I'm saying that two of them can carry 150% mm-hmm. of a movie. Sure. So the other two people, uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe from the goodwill of that, somebody said, oh, well, let's do this. If there's enough people saying this, this female version of the show is going to be awesome and they're looking forward to it, then let's do more Ghostbusters movies. Yeah. And basically saying, you know, we don't need Bill Murray to do Ghostbusters. You don't. Well, because that's been the hang-up. All along. Sure, but it, it, we've always said it on this show that I, I think we all believe that we didn't want them back in the suits. I didn't want, as Bill Murray put it, I didn't want to see those old guys in their outfits. Right. I want to see them ghosts. as ghost advisors. I think that would sure. be hysterical. Or, you know? like I said, or the clients that call them and they make <clears throat> your little sneak cameo and, and, yeah. and move I would, on. I would just be happy with a complete reboot. Yeah. You know? yeah. That that Ghostbusters is in that universe and that, that's what, where it stays. What I would love, and I've seen rumors of this, is that there's something that caused just mass amnesia. Some some backup of the of the of the containment unit explodes. Something bad happens. No one can even remember any of this shit, including the Ghostbusters. Mm. So here you've got this universe where the ghosts are coming out, and people are like, "Oh, we need to mm. do this." They can exist. The eighty the eighty what was eighty three eighty four yeah the first movie that can exist in this timeline. I'd rather just have it be like they they did what they did and then ghosts just disappeared and they went out of business. To those who are pining for the Bill Murray days, I would mm-hmm. just say to you, go to your local comic book store and pick up some of those Ghostbuster comics that have been produced over the past couple of years. The guys who are writing and drawing that have the feel of those original movies. They've got the pacing, the way that they talk, they speak in their voices, go, they even draw them like You could them. even go back to the late you know? 80s cartoon that they did because yeah. Filmation actually did, no, it wasn't Filmation, they did the other Ghostbusters cartoon, but they actually did, Arsenio Hall was on it, they had, yeah. they had a really good voice cast. Uh, the guy who did Garfield, too. Lorenzo Music. Yeah. Uh, he they, was the Bill Murray. They had some, they had some really <clears throat> good and sometimes frightening stories yeah. on that. So. You know, we we don't need those yeah. four. But I love the on. idea if they if if it wasn't too too you know from all the backlash and it was an original idea and they're like and what we said before is do the whole franchise thing. I mean, they talked about that. We could franchise this out. I just think it, the, the releasing the 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 Paul Feig one and then going ahead with what you were going to do anyway is kind of a slap in the face to Paul Feig. In that, I, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, I really do. It's, but it's he's just, also he's also taking it really. In a very classy way. But I you mean, know what I would also do? Just fucking rock it. Yep. You know, do it. Be, yeah. the, be the better of the two. Be the better of the two. Yeah. They should do a shot-for-shot shot remake of the women's Ghostbusters with the male Ghostbusters a year later. <laughs> All the same dialogue. Everything the same. <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, real quickly here, uh, Joel Kinnaman is confirming that he is in Suicide Squad, the movie. Uh, he was, oh, he's Robocop. He was a Robocop. He's playing he was, Amanda Waller. He was, he's actually in a movie that I'll review later. Called <laughs> he was in The Killing. Uh, Run All Night. Uh, Run All Nights as well. Oh, and, by the uh, way. So um, he's going to be in it. Finally saw the new Robocop. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot better than I gave it any credit for. Oh, yeah. I didn't. You've never I, seen it before? I hadn't seen it. I, oh. I didn't hate it either. It's, everybody who finally saw it, that's the thing, no. is that everybody stayed away from it because of it. Ew, ew, ew. It's not Robocop. I, 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 people who finally saw it said, oh, no, that was that was all right. It's, I, I it's say, one of those films I wish I hadn't known all the, the backstory of, of the studio yeah. fucking with him and stuff like that yeah. because I did feel towards the end it started falling apart. There was a little fuckery going on there. Yeah, you could, you well, know, you could just, tell. You could tell but, there was fuckery. But the first, I'd say 70% are just fine. You yeah, know, and in some ways better mm-hmm. than the original. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A couple of quick things here, and I'm warning you now. Spoilers ahead. Oh. So if you're one of those people that hates that kind of stuff. Just go like this. Turn it down. Put your fingers in your yeah. ears and go la, 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 well, la, la, la. Take your headphones off first and then put your fingers yeah, in Yeah, we're going to talk about the Flash and, and uh, Arrow. 
Ow! Wait, stuff, <laughs> stuff that you know that's coming up, but that's already been aired. Stuff that is uh, coming up. Well, okay. this 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 uh, this is stuff that's all over the internet. So it's all we're over the, the ones internet. that are spoiling it for you. And I'm if, sorry. And if you attended Paley Fest, then you know about these things that just happened. Hmm. I, I I had something rupture when I read this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't think I know this news. I'm excited. No, this just happened. This mm-hmm. just happened a little while ago. What are we talking about? All right, uh, Paley Fest. It was a panel <laughs> at mm-hmm. uh, Paley Fest. Uh, and uh, here is here's something that Tom Cavanaugh said. Mm-hmm. Harrison Wells is just a guy who wants to get home. What? In the future. Which might that's all. It was just like one of those standalone statements mm-hmm. that he you know that he lays out there. Might confirm fan theories that he's been trapped in the past since killing ki- killing Barry Allen's mother. But we don't know who he is really. Hmm. Regardless, time travel is set to introduce in the next two episodes. It is. What? Saw the trailers. Yes. What? They're out yeah, Barry there. actually says, so I can already? travel mm-hmm. through time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. And we've already established there's a giant ass treadmill in the middle of the room. Yeah, so. well, yeah. Andrew Kreisberg says, we're definitely talking about the ramifications of time travel. There are episodes coming up. There is concern of certain events being changed in the past that would affect who people are and their relationships with each other. If the past changes, does the present change as well? Awesome. Ooh, uh, awesome. One particularly shocking moment in a sizzle reel that they showed uh, featured Detective Eddie Thawne shooting two of his fellow cops at point-blank range in the mm. back. Mm. What? <clears throat> so could it be that Eddie, ha- it says here, uh, Eddie has an amazing character arc over the season that you're going to be surprised with? Nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, it uh, mentions uh, elements of Wally West in season two. Yeah. Oh, they said they really want more speedsters. Awesome. So there you go. Now, arrow, I'm, I'm arrow spoilers for, from okay. Paley Fest. You ready? Right. Hollywood Reporter was there to hear this. And they revealed that the sizzle reel that they saw confirmed that both uh, Ray Palmer and Captain Lance, finally, discovers that the arrow is Oliver Queen. <laughs> Oh, look at the last so two people in that fucking like town. Everybody yeah. in town knows except for these well, two. What's hysterical is, is, is Lance takes one look at Arsenal and, and yeah, pegs and him instantly. Instantly who he is. So you've yeah. been wearing a red hoodie since I met you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. In the case, yeah, it says, uh, and apparently, Raz Hagul has Ra-Sha-Gul. made an. Ray Hagul, thank you. DC. Racer Cool. Raja. Has made an offer to Oliver. To take over the League of Assassins. Uh-huh. Happened in the last episode. Yeah, because yeah. legend has it that a man who survives Ra's uh, blade will become Raja Ghoul. And it sounds like the arrow might just take him up on that. Oh. Well, he's already, and the thing with, with Al Ghoul is he's already established that he's over 150 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's talking about a street beggar that he mm-hmm. met in the I 1850s. Think that, yeah, exactly. I think they showed the Lazarus bit. Tonight. I think so too. Well, they did. It? They did. Uh, and uh, Stephen Amell says it makes being the idea of being the person who commands the League of Assassins in any way that he sees fit, really appealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's an offer in name only. It's not really an offer. It's a demand. I can't wait. If Oliver says no, there will be dire consequences. <laughs> I gotta get caught up on those shows. Take over or die. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Sweet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and, and I'm sorry about the spoiler thing, Shannon, but when, when the Adam... After he gets done knocking boots with Felicity, <laughs> and he gets out of bed, and you're like, "Oh, what's he gonna do now? He's gonna make a sandwich. I'm nope. gonna go fly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna put my suit on. That's and, what I'd do. And was there even a split second where you're looking at it, going, "Oh, that looks like cheesy TV flying? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. It's, it's badass. Well, actually, they established with Firestorm that the flying was not gonna look cheesy yeah, at they, all. They did a good job. Yeah, it looked damn good too. 
Jay Whitaker. Your microphone's not on. Oh, shit. There Man. we go. I think the flying, when I saw that, when Robbie Raymond just did his thing. Yep. I was like, oh, yep. that's mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> and Victor Garber is the, is the doc. Yeah. Uh, they've done nothing but good casting. I know. Show. I'm just going to watch it. Sorry, you Charlie. Just, you just watch it without your TV husband. Honestly, it's it's, it's worth watching without. Know. And I was going to tell you all about uh, a web series that uh, Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion wanted to launch. It's funnier than hell. Called Con Man. But I just read before I came down here that it like broke the internet in the amount of money that it made. Oh, really? So I'm not going to worry about Just go on. Yeah, just go online. It's a go. Yeah. You read the concept behind this? It's a great idea. Yeah, it's two guys that have been on a really on a science fiction show that got canceled early on, but was hugely critically successful. And one of them went on to have have a really great career and the other guy pretty much goes to conventions mm-hmm. so it's those so two it's, it's basically those yeah. two yeah yeah uh, but uh, it's a web series and it's going to happen igg.me at conman okay so they, go take a look at it they, they called joss and they said is yeah. there is there any advice you have and he said just don't be mean to the fans so they respect so they, the fans so they broke the internet basically yeah. with that well they did tons instantly. of money so nice you'll see it all right. Anything uh, before we go? Yes. Uh, I have two recommendations. One, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. If you have not seen this, yeah. it's uh, a lot of the people behind 30 Rock, but better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it was funny. The first couple of episodes, it's basically a woman who's been living in a, in a bunker. She was kidnapped by a religious fanatic, and she's been living in a bunker with four other women for 15 years. So she's part of the Iowa Mole Women. And, uh, <laughs> hey, she, only they can use that word. Only they can use that word, exactly. So, um, And the show is so funny. Uh, Ellie Kempler's in it as Kimmy, but the dialogue, uh, I'm sorry, the jokes are so fast yeah. that sometimes you have to just stop and do the scene over again because it's really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, great guest stars show up, too. I mean, when Martin Short shows up as a plastic surgeon, uh, it's, it's fantastic. And then uh, so my other recommendation, also on Netflix, and Netflix only, is called Danger 5. And you guys what's are all that? looking at me with blank that? faces. What the hell is okay. that? Well, it's a, it's a squad of five people. Uh, they're a secret government agency called Danger 5, and they live in this bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, These are bunker shows. Where, they're, where, they're bo- where their boss, who happens to have the head of an American eagle, comes in and sends them on missions to kill Hitler. Is this a cartoon? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels, it feels like a Sid and Marty Croft show. Oh. On acid with lots of swearing, huh. uh, and at times it feels a little bit like Thunderbirds, but not puppets. People, uh, the first episode they have to go and try to stop uh, Himmler stole uh, the world's great monuments to build a giant statue of Hitler. Right. Damn it! Where the uh, the the salute is being done by the Statue of Liberty at the oh, shoulder, geez. so they they fly the Statue of Liberty home. <laughs> uh, and then the second episode they have to stop Hitler's brigade of. Um, Gun-toting dinosaurs that are rampaging through Paris. I'm in. It's your show, Gary. Sounds good to me. It sounds, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's your show. It right. is the um, most ridiculous show on do TV. Do they have powers? Uh, sometimes, yeah. When I uh, <laughs> when I turn my Netflix back on, uh, yeah, something else. I to do. I was I was weeping openly after the first episode. <laughs> right. I was laughing so hard. Uh, let's see now. Do you have some uh, movie reviews? Yeah, I got theatrical ones first. Okay. Uh, real fast. Run all night. Uh, it's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, I, I think I pronounced this right. Wame Colette Sarah has directed Liam Neeson in two other films mm-hmm. that you don't remember yeah. because they weren't good. 
and neither is this one. Shut Ooh. your fucking mouth, Jimmy Martin. I'm I'll sorry. kill you. I think Liam Neeson is just, I, I don't think he's even changing costumes anymore. I yeah. think he's just walking set from set going, <laughs> what, what do you want me to read now? What um, revenge movie am I in Yeah, right? Yeah. I wore something different in Wolf Punch, but beyond yeah. that, it's the same outfit. It's the green jacket. In Once you. I wore armor in a movie called Excalibur. I, mean, I made a joke in this one. I was like, I think I can see the bolt holes that he took in the other movie in his jacket still. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, shut your damn whore mouth. But hey, he's making money. Yeah. Oh, he's making money. You can probably see the paycheck hanging out of his pocket. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from but, movie to movie. Uh, it's but the, the third one. There's three checks hanging out of his pocket. <laughs> the story is is that Liam Neeson and Ed Harris are uh, in the mob. Ed Harris kind of has his shit together because he's ahead of it. Whereas Liam Neeson has the greatest character name, which is Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy the Grave Digger. That means penis. But uh, he, he's, he's <laughs> Jimmy the Grave Digger. <laughs> Jimmy the Grave Digger. Best dick name ever. Um, <laughs> right. That's a necrophiliac's name. <laughs> so, uh, but Liam Neeson's kid's played by Joel Kinnaman, mm-hmm. who estranged from his father doesn't. You know, I, I don't want anything to do with you and your criminal life. And then Ed, Ed Harris's kid is a, a shitbag. Well, mm-hmm. their paths cross, and his uh, son Joel Kinnaman sees Ed Harris's kid murder somebody. Mm. Well, now they don't want him to talk. So then he's going to kill. Uh, Liam Neeson's kid, but he Liam Neeson. It's like all fucking so ridiculous. Okay, so you need to use our new rating system for revenge movies. Yeah, how many John Wicks does this get? <laughs> One. John Wick being the best revenge movie. Basically, how many John Wicks does this? Liam Neeson <laughs> kills Ed Harris's kid to protect his own, and then oh, all all bets are off. You know the the relationship's done. I know we've been friends for thirty years, but we're done. Yep. And I'm gonna put all my guys after you. So well, they try to kill each other. The only thing that's good about this film is watching Liam Neeson and Ed Harris because they're the only ones who know how to act. Yeah, they can. Carry the movie. Yeah. So when they're sitting, uh, it's those great scenes, and other films have done them before, where your protagonist and your antagonist are inches away from each other, saying, "I'm gonna fucking kill you," and you're like, and he's like, "Yeah, bring it. Let's see what." So happens. true romance. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. exactly same ones. So uh, th- those scenes are the only reason to watch it. Beyond that, it's. I mean, uh, we kind of joked around with. Uh, Gosh, I'm trying to think what movie it was a couple of weeks ago, but I say that this one, it's, it's a great film that came straight from 1994. All right. Mm. Uh, it's just, there's nothing new about it, and uh, it feels like he's just doing so the same. So, no John Wick. Uh, one. One Wick. One, one Wick. John Wick. My favorite thing that Harris was ever in uh, was a UTA bus. <laughs> <laughs> it was on, there was this uh, crazy lady, <clears throat> and she had a picture of Ed Harris. <laughs> that she took with her every day on the bus. Nice. <laughs> that was my mom. And it was like, had like a uh, duct tape. He told me he was never going to tell people about how he met my mother. Uh, <laughs> What's next? Next is Disney's, uh, well, they've taken another precious animated film and made it live action, which is Cinderella. Cinderella. Yep. Directed by Kenneth Branagh. Who uh, plays the mice? Uh, mice play mice. CGI. Are they really mice? No, there's CGI. Is it's there a Gus? fat one named Gus Gus? There is nope. Gus Gus. He looks no like Gus Jeremiah. Gus? Well, he's named Gus Gus, but he doesn't sing, right? He, he does. The mice don't talk, but she talks to them. Yeah, and they're, and they're adorable. Does, 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 does he, he, does he ever salute and say, Gus Gus? No. Go do a thing? No. That's bullshit. I can go see that But Lily James from, I believe, Downton Abbey plays Cinderella. Really good in it. Really cute. But the star of this film is Kate Blanchett as the evil stepmother. Oh, there you go. She is a... A horrible, horrible bitch in this movie. <laughs> and you want to jump through the screen and strangle her. Uh, great effects. Uh, costumes are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who I don't attach myself to a lot that I actually found really entertaining is Helena Bonham Carter as the fairy godmother. She's she's the godmother? She is she's an the amazing actress when she's not working with Tim Burton. Yeah, it could be true. And so even then, is everybody. But even then, I think she's 
you know, if you're really drunk. Well, she's, she's great also with too. she's also really adorable, but she takes off her hot topic, you know, uniform. No, that mm. that's not hot topic. They modeled everything after her. <laughs> right? Hot topic. Uh, the only the only criticism is that it's long. It's, yeah, really? It, it's it's nearing the two hour mark. And when the film, most of these things, like picture like Alice in Wonderland, like they're gonna add like a big epic battle and stuff like that. Yeah. Not the case here. No. It's, it's There's just no a, epic battle at the end of Cinderella? No. I'm out. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? They would add well, stuff like that Gus to engage. Fuck up that ah, That's Gus. But uh, I mean, it, it's essentially they just took the animated film and made it live action and made it a little bit longer. And then you've got, for Frozen fans, you've got the Frozen short film in front of it called Frozen Fever. Uh, actually really entertaining. But when you put those two together, then you're over the two hour mark. Mm. So kids, could, you know, we're not talking uh, you know, Iron Man flying around here. We're talking about a girl losing her glass slipper and trying to... You know, How convincing is Lucifer? What? Lucifer the cat. Lucifer? Well, they, they, the mice call him Lucifer. Oh. Because they have speech impediments. Ah. No. He's really Lucifer. Cinderella, Cinderella. But oh, I, 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 I really liked it. I really liked it. And so uh, I'm giving it three. Three? three. Yeah, three stars. I've, I've three heard well, it's, it's Brown, you know? He's, right. good. That's, uh, he's good in that genre. It's got that yeah. whole Shakespearean aspect to it, so... All right. Yep. Uh, what do we got, games, sir? Do we have any DVD releases? Or, or? DVD? Yeah, I'm sorry. Quite a few. Getting real ahead fast. of myself. Yeah. Uh, really, much better than I thought it'd be. The Penguins of Madagascar is hilarious. I, I loved it. Yeah. I heard it was funny. I, I, I honestly loved that made, damn movie. It made next to no money. Mm-hmm. It like really? it hurt DreamWorks. Yeah. It really oh, did. Wow. But it's a, but it go see it. People's actually a legit fun movie. Yeah. yeah it's really good. Uh, there was a, an animated film called Song of the Sea that was oh, decent and good. nominated for an Oscar for best animated film, but. When I watched it, I was like, "Yeah, Lego Movie's better." Sorry. Uh, no, I, I, I do disagree with you on that. Yeah, you're wrong. Well, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's it is it is amazing hand drawn animation. Oh, it's beautiful. And Don't it get is, me wrong. It's it beautiful. is a gorgeous, gorgeous movie. But just Lego Movie's better. Well, yeah, from from that point of view. I mean, from a, from an entertainment point of view, but from an animation point of view, I, I think no, that it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it looks like it came straight out of a children's book. You know. Uh, yeah, these are the same guys that did. Uh, they did a, a, a kind of an Irish mythology movie a couple years ago. I can't remember the name of it, but. Uh, can't think of it. Of uh, Book of the Kells. Yeah, yeah. So, and it just—it's—it's it's really neat to see traditional hand-drawn sure. animation, and it's gorgeous. I just—I was upset because it was the last movie I saw in the animated category. I'm like, you better be fucking better than Lego Movie, <laughs> yeah. and you were not. But well, and and yeah, we we know why Lego Movie didn't get nominated, mm-hmm. and it's, it's too one, bad. It's too popular. We got uh, things against yellow people, man. That's right. <laughs> <It's> racist. racist. <laughs> uh, my dance buddy Kovanzane Wallace was an Annie. Sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, a movie called sometime. Something Wicked, which is uh, I love it because it's across a big banner on the top of the uh, of the DVD box set is a uh, Brittany Murphy's final movie. So I guess Can, she, cash wait. in on the corpse. Yep. she died like five years ago. I, I know. I was like, I guess it took it that long. That good. Uh, Exodus, Gods and Kings. If you like your your Bible movies, talk about <laughs> epic. <laughs> and I like them. This movie is exactly how I want my. Bible movie. Yeah. White uh, as fuck. Oh! <laughs> right? So, okay. Being oh that we have a, now that we have a new rating scale for Bible movies, how many Charlton Hestons did you give how many it? Hestons? How many Arabs do you give it? Yeah. Zero. Zero. Arabs, really. uh, well, what, what's, the next one, what's not white as fuck, uh, would be Top 5, which was Chris Rock's movie. Yeah. Which, which I heard good things. It was good. It was, good. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, there's Halo Nightfall. Is that the... The, now the star of that's playing. He's Luke, Luke Cage, Cage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you I can thought. watch this on Xbox on the Halo channel. Uh, yep. A horror film called Muck. They put My Girl on Blu-ray. So if you want to see Macaulay Culkin die, spoiler no. alert. <laughs> Do I? Uh, there's a film I used to love. Uh, Shelley Long. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And she was in Troop Beverly Hills, which mm-hmm. I remember growing up with. <laughs> so that's on Blu-ray. Oh Jesus. Turn Washington Spies. 
It was, uh, I think, on AMC, if yeah, I remember Yeah, second right. season that just started. Okay, so this is the first season. It's all historical and shit, yo. <laughs> you learn stuff. Uh, it's Sh- infotainment. Shannon will <laughs> like this one. Uh, Squid Billies, Volume 6. Yay. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Goddamn, Unknown Henson. Go buy his albums. He's we, fucking awesome. We love that show. Yep. Uh, let's see. Adventure Time, Frost and Fire. Yay. I love, I love Adventure Time. Uh, Dexter, the most shocking episodes. So now they're just putting compilations of Dexter episodes <laughs> oh, <God>. together. <laughs> like one of them has got to be the end one because everyone's shocked at how shitty it was. Yeah. <laughs> You'll like this one, though, uh, huh? Mr. Jackson. Star Trek, the original series, Captain Kirk's Boldest Missions. Baldest missions? Baldest. They're finally admitting <laughs> it. They're finally, finally, finally it. admitting Baldest. it. Baldest. And then the next one is uh, the Ballinist missions. The Ballinist. And then, uh, yes. like do you that. like your complete series, uh, The Ghost Whisperer? With, <laughs> was it Jennifer Love Hewitt? I think it's in that one. All right. Uh, and then I thought this one was funny. Mod, the complete series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mod is good. And then there's Mod. And then Mod, Mod is amazing. <laughs> and then there's Mod. <laughs> that Family Guy bit is so yeah. good. And then there's Mod. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh... Games. Anything else before we go? Games. Games, yes. Games. Sorry, Games. So there's a few things coming out this uh, week. If you like your Final Fantasy games. You yes. Do I? Final Fantasy Type OHD. What? I don't know. Heads up display or heads over display. All Never. it says is Final Fantasy Type O lets players switch at will between 14 characters with unique weapons and abilities. Is, th- Bar- is, my, is it is really Baron the in there? Final Fantasy, though? Heck no. no. I know. I, I, like that, I think that's what the thing that always confused me about the game was like, how come they keep coming up with this shit? There's yeah. always another Final and Fantasy. As long as there's a guy with a 15 foot long sword, I don't care. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, a, and a black dude with a gun arm. Yeah. yeah with a gun arm. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we, Shannon and I went to the one of the demos of Final Fantasy and they, they showed it to us and I think you looked at me like I don't get it <laughs> <laughs> hey I, I, I that, was me, that was me a lot during either, I, don't, right? I, don't, I, like, I don't get it I don't it. get it oh this is Final, gross. Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy 7 are some of my most pure gaming experiences yeah. Yeah. see and I used to sit and watch my brother-in-law play Final Fantasy 7 and I'm like uh, can you? And he tried. He tried really hard what? to explain, and yeah. I'm just like, okay, I'm. Right. I can't. Here, okay, I, here's how. Here's how I got into it. Because like, my the brother was that giant chicken. Here? <laughs> <laughs> no, the chocobo. See, exactly. And you can breed them to get rare chocobo. Exactly. But well, no, they God do this it, dance. That's, that's gaming fun to me. You know, remember in Final Fantasy Seven or Final Fantasy Seven where they have we can breed the chocobos and they dance, do the mm-hmm, dance when they. Mm-hmm. If you sync up the right music. The per- dance is perfect, and Cool of the Gang's Get Down On It was happening to come on at the time, so the Chocobos <laughs> were dancing to Cool in the Gang. Get down on it, and the Chocobos like... And, and then you get a baby Chocobo. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Because they got down on it. That's how that, <laughs> yeah. that's how that works. All right. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2. No. For all the systems. <laughs> no. Yep. No. Get some scare on right there. No. Mm-mm. And then uh, this one looks pretty good. I'm a little excited for this one. Battlefield Hardline. Oh, I saw the commercial for that. Damn, this that sounds like looks good. It looks pretty cool. It's it's a Battlefield style game, so you got your first person shooter aspect, everything like that. But instead of army stuff, it's uh, cops and robbers. Mm. So are, are they all doing hard lines? With a tank. Big time hard lines. <laughs> <laughs> hard lines of Coke. Yeah. Do some hard lines. <laughs> so that, that's it. That's the game. Uh, I, I recommend Pokemon. Omega Ruby. Yes, my son can't stop talking about you. Dude, I bought that the other day for my 3DS. I got a new 3DS. You get one? Yep. I'm nice. trying yours out. I was like, I got it. I believe the sequel to Hotline Miami is uh, coming out soon. Oh, too. yeah. Hotline Miami yeah. 2 is coming if you out. Wanna, if you want to wear a horse mask, I think and that's next. Kill people. Next week, I think. <laughs> I do. In eight but, bits. Uh, Oh. Yeah. Get out of my brain! That's my that's my recommendation for the week is All Pokemon right. Omega Ruby. If you like them RPGs Such and Pokemans, anyone else? Ah, uh, yeah, come to my pub quiz eight thirty at mm-hmm. night. That's when it starts. Uh, at Lucky Thirteen, soon to be featuring 
our actual voices. You'll be able to hear them again. <laughs> um, Wait, what? And also, I just want to give a shout out to uh, is his name. Is it Tom Price? Yeah, Tom Price from a, a, a bar named Sue. Oh, yeah. Tom. Yeah, yeah. T-H- yeah, yeah T-H-O-M. Tom. Tom Price hosts the uh, Thursday night at uh, <laughs> Thursday night karaoke at bar named Sue. And we, they had us come, and we were supposed to quietly. It was me, Jimmy, Jay, and Cat, uh, Jimmy's wife. God damn. And we were supposed to quietly judge a karaoke contest. Fuck no. Quietly? No. Are you kidding? Yeah, that quietly? shit. We showed out at all. six shots of vodka in. <laughs> and we then we just decided to take a lift. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we sang songs. I saw these two, Jimmy and Jay, did all eight minutes of Rapper's Delight. Oh, wow. Oh, Perfectly. I, I've actually seen Jimmy do Rapper's Delight oh, yeah. before. Would well, someone, I can't do the 15-minute version. Would I someone, the please, out there, if you have video of this, we need it. Oh, no, Carrie, there's more to see on video. Because there was one part where we all just joined in and sing with Tom to sing Flogging Molly's classic drunken lullaby oh, yeah. of course. Uh, and there's a moment where i actually was so in the moment that there's footage of me twerking to flogging molly oh my i sang some we uh, need this yeah <laughs> i sang uh, that's when some, uh, she's like the it. wind by mr patrick Swayze. yeah like yeah. you do so like good. you do it was so good <laughs> we think nothing's gonna stop us now yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> i feel your breath on did my we, face what else did we do we, we did, did uh, uh intergalactic yeah we did yeah, we intergalactic yeah the geeksty boys yeah, that's, so that's, you guys you guys were the judges we're the judges. Uh, no, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we, totally t- that- we were trying to show them what we were expecting. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. They All showed right. them how. They showed them how. Was it some guy named Megatron one? Yeah, which was fu- <laughs> But that's what happens when you sing. What the fuck did he sing? And did yeah. the split? He did the splits and khakis. Boom. And yeah, anybody who can do bust some splits and some eyes out like wins my respect. There and speaking of other performances, I do want to say thank you to all the people that came out to the shows over the weekend. A lot of Geek Show fans. Each time I announced, asked who was in the audience. Half the crowd every time, Geek Show fans. You mm. guys are the fucking greatest people ever. Love y'all. He killed it, I hear. Nah, man. I just, right. I just, and they I just can't maimed find it. the body. <laughs> just maimed it. No, I heard good Slapped things. Slapped it around a little. Yeah. A lot of people told me. <laughs> was good stuff. A lot of people who were there said you killed it. Uh, Did you see what Jay killed last night? <laughs> he Doc- killed comedy. Dr. White was in there. <laughs> Miss Deanne Osborne. Uh, Dustin and Jessica. Like So many Geek Show fucking fans. Good. They all just came through the door like Geek Show. Says, like, Thank you. Love yeah. it. Uh, all right, let's uh, wrap this, Mr. B. If you would, please. Hey guys, download this app, and we'll fucking trade more ham. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I want the red ham. It's very nice to meet you. You too. Uh, so I'm watching this film, and you kind of got put through the ringer on this one. Uh, what was probably the most challenging task or scene that you had to perform in there? Yeah, the Tris versus Tris sequence was was difficult simply because. There was a lot of mathematics and technicalities involved. Uh, as me facing myself, fighting myself, when in reality I was fighting my du- stunt double, and then we would switch places, and then fight her again from the other side, and then they would splice me together <laughs> through um, in post production. That was tricky. Yeah, I, I know that you kind of you, you have a, a fun lifestyle of kind of I say living off the grid a little bit, and you kind of just being more, I guess more minimalistic. Uh, do you have any new tips that you've kind of learned lately that? You want to share with some people? You just really don't need a lot. Yeah. You don't need a lot of stuff. Um, that being said, when you do find the things that really matter to you, um, hold those things close, you yeah. know, like little trinkets and whatnot. But we really don't need a lot to survive. The, the body is pretty resilient, and uh, a lot of the things that fulfill our happiness are right in front of us, sure. not in devices or external extremities. Sure. Uh, there's a scene in the film where uh, you're injected with a truth serum, 
And uh, if, if you had that serum running through your veins right now and I were to ask you what uh, movie and song that people would be surprised to know that you secretly kind of love. Uh, what would it be? What would it be? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if it's a surprise. I, secret, I, I love the movie Avatar. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I live for that, that film. I think it's so great. I'm in a bad mood. I'm like, I need to put on Avatar. Um, uh, and music? I mean, pfft. Any kind of music, I, I love it all. Give me some '90s music, like yeah. the cheesier the '90s song, the better in my opinion. Some, like Blind Melon, you know, just, like <laughs> every '90s song, like every really bad '90s song yeah. is the best. I uh, I'm watching the film too, and it, it seems like tattoos are a very big kind of part of, of characters and, and design. Do you have any tattoos that to speak of, or I do not. Would you ever get daring enough to do one? And you ever thought about getting one, and what would it be? I think the beautiful thing about tattoos is they mean something different to everyone, yeah. and. Um, for me, just um, being connected to my native roots, uh, I, I I find that tattooing, especially in indigenous cultures, was a way of telling your story and depicting who you are. Because when you died, the people, when they found your body, by looking at your tattoos, would be like, oh, this person was a warrior or a hunter, or she was a maiden or whatnot. Um, and so in that realm, there's definitely tattoos that I would that I would love to get, but I don't want to get the story on myself until I've lived it. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because when I die, they're going to see a flux capacitor on my leg. And well, they're so going to know they're, exactly. They're going to start laughing. So, <laughs> so thank you they're so gonna much. They're going to be like, he was funny. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Very nice to meet you. What's up, brother? Um, so I'm watching this film. There was a lot of physical activity going on in this film. What kind of training and whatnot did you have to? Yeah, I was kind gain? of on the. Um, I was almost on the back foot because we, I couldn't, I couldn't get there for that long before the movie. So um, when when I arrived in Atlanta, I was like, oh god, I need to, I need to hit the gym really hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, yeah, the difference was I kind of started doing uh, kind of more power work, like explosive power work, which weirdly ended up being quite useful because there's a lot of essentially running, um, <laughs> kind of, but 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 for short, kind of quick distances. Anyway, this is yeah. getting kind of boring. But no, no. <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of clotheslines I, I noticed in it. Clotheslines, clotheslines, like with a, like a stiff arm. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few clotheslines. Yeah, old school, like exactly. Yeah, WWF style. Um, I gotta say, kind of a late happy birthday because you just just turned a big three zero. I did. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have kind of a, a goal or anything you want to do before you hit the big four zero? Like uh, any kind of skills you want to learn or um, films you want to do? I wouldn't mind being a helicopter uh, pilot. Yeah, well, that <laughs> takes a while to to get your qualification. Um, what other skills? Well, probably pop out a couple of kids before I'm the big four zero. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, um, yeah, I don't know. What, what, would you, what do you want to do? <laughs> I, I think the kids, uh, you know, I'm 32, so I think the kids are starting to come up in the conversations. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene in the film where uh, you get uh, truth serum injected into you. Yeah, yeah. And so Initially it was a butt cheeks, but they kind of <laughs> <laughs> they changed it. The, uh, the, the, if, those, if that serum was flowing through your veins uh, right now and I were to ask you what, what film and song would people be surprised to know that you truly love but don't really talk about that much? Uh, what would those be? God, they're difficult questions. Um, <laughs> that you're willing to admit. <laughs> that I'm willing to admit, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Uptown Girl or something. No, um, is that a movie? I think I just made that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Billy Joel song. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, what would be my guilty pleasure? I, I, probably I like uh, kind of some kind of dumb action movies. Like sure, you can say anything. Jean Claude Van Damme. It's just <laughs> give, give me one and let me help me out. Uh, give me there's, some. Actually, the scene at the end of the movie kind of reminded me of Double Impact when he's fighting his twin brother. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> Double Impact. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a guilty pleasure. A Van Damme movie, and then guilty pleasure song would be. Uh, I mean, not necessarily guilty pleasure, but. Uh, you know, crunk, basically. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, you know, your character has a lot of tattoos in it. Uh, do you have any ink, per se? That yeah, I have a few really bad ones that I got yeah. that I shouldn't have got when I was, you know, inebriated. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. always the best ones to get. Yeah, exactly. At least they have a story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, then, and then lastly, I, I always thought you could measure success with, uh, you know, maybe how much money you've made or, or, or uh, awards that you've won throughout your life kind of thing. But I think after doing some research on you, I think it's having a website completely devoted to your eyebrows. I think that's the measure of success. I have a... Wow. Which I thought was very funny. That's hilarious. It's called Theo James, Those Eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, like, I made it. Yeah, right? I was like, as uh, yeah. someone with, uh, with a good set of eyebrows, I was like, I, I think he's leading the charge. <laughs> so, nice, cool. Man. Thank you so nice. much. I appreciate it. Thanks, brother.